Welcome to another episode of TSC Music with a Mission, and we are excited today. We've got quite a few guests here with us on the show. Uh, I'm David Ham, and to my right, co-hosting with me today, Jesse Carrasco. Hey. Uh, your normal voice that you would normally hear. Greg Thomas is not able to be with us uh, today, but uh, he's with us in spirit, as we like to say, in the house of God. Well, we're excited. Um, we have a wonderful group from a church in Massachusetts, Pastor Bill. I'm going to start with you and just, you know, we've had you on the show here before, but please share with us again who you have to your right and left with us and your church and from Massachusetts. Massachusetts, right. Agawam, Massachusetts. Agawam. Agawam, which is just west of Springfield. Okay. Springfield is best known for the Basketball Hall of Fame. Oh, gotcha. So we're right close to that. So we are, we're a church over in Agawam, and um, to my right, I have Lori Simpson. She's part of our uh, worship team mm-hmm. at church, and she was at the workshop. I have my son, Chris, to my left, and he uh, does a lot of uh, youth activities over there and recently started singing along, so looking forward to that. Yeah. And then over there on my left again, I have Cheryl, Cheryl Carrier. She leads our worship at our church and very blessed to have her. And then way over to my left is Carl, who runs a sound, which is um, very uh hard job to try to please everybody so yeah that's what we have with us today so we were blessed to have Times square church join us not too long ago for a music workshop and right. it was a blessing to, to have everybody there so right that's awesome now you know how small towns are known for something what's what's agawam known for Six Flags. Six Flags. All right. Oh, there we go. Six Flags, right in, right in town. There you go. So things can get pretty busy in town sometimes. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yes, there's a Six Flags right right down the streets. The traffic gets a little bit heavy from that. But that's the big, big thing in town. So. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Well, it seems like uh, the guests we have today, Jesse, are all in some way involved in music ministry, or can we say even musically inclined, um, active? Oh, we got someone in the end shaking his head over there. He's got the ear for it, at least, doing audio. You're on the boards. I'm on the boards. You're on the boards making sure everybody sounds good. And that we have a nice balance. Nice. Did did the workshop time, did it it benefit you two as well? Oh, absolutely. Um, The information... And the number of people that you hand out was was so apropos for uh, each facet, each even our musicians, but even for myself, where your sound guy John came out mm-hmm. uh, was able to show me a couple things to get even more out of our sound system that we currently have, yeah, and also try and structure some things that we need to change or improve as we move forward. Sure, sure. But man, see, there's a lot that we could probably go into in talking about. Uh, just maybe what you were able to gain from the workshop time and then implement and what has been the fruit of it uh, since that time. Uh, Maybe some of you could just share some of that. Um, We'd love to hear maybe the the before and the after of of what's happened through the course of just the workshop that you're able to experience. And Carl was on vacation the following Sunday Uh after the workshop. So we've only had really one Sunday today where we've had an opportunity to start to implement Things and we're still implementing as we go along. Mm -hmm. So um, I know one thing that was, uh, and I'm hopefully not talking out of place here because I'm not really musically inclined. But I know that the one big thing was the the speakers in the house and the monitors on the stage. It's one thing they're trying to put separately so the musicians Mm -hmm. can hear better. That way we don't have to turn up the house speakers in the house. So Mm -hmm. we're trying. That's one thing I know that we're trying to do right away. Yeah and. but again, I'm kind of 
kind of looking back and trying to learn from everybody else as far as the music part goes. Yeah. And so. there, there was a, um, a noticeable difference today. I, I, I did happen to, to, uh, to pick up on um, before. Again, what Pastor Bill had said was there were times we had some monitors by us. There were times that, that it was difficult for the singers to hear or, you know, getting the balance between vocals and, and um, the music itself. And uh, today I did notice a, a difference. And so the changes, I, I think, are, are um, you know, being utilized. And, and uh, I think we've seen some progress just in our, our first service. So yeah. we're excited about that. Excellent. Yeah. How do you balance out in your worship ministry? How do you balance out? Just you, you, you get up on stage, you have to lead worship, and you're trying to process and think through everything technically moving forward and then being able to just lead worship spiritually going forward well it's a challenge you know when when you're when you're at home and you're ministering on your own time and and you know you're practicing and you're worshiping um you know there's no distractions sure okay it's different when when you come into a, a church service as um you know it, it, being the director you know I'm, I'm directing musicians i'm directing vocalists I'm, I'm trying to communicate with the sound people at times so there's a lot more involved than than just getting up there and playing a song and yeah. and uh, sometimes it can it can pull a little bit you know on the spirit and the moving and so it's something you ever you have to be ever mindful of and um you know just we put our trust in god to 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 work it out and and you know i'm learning you know, the music position the music director position is relatively new to me you know four or five years and and i'm still learning every day i'm i'm learning yeah. And uh, it, it, I guess if you, you stop learning, then you're, you're not in a place where, you know, you can be open to, sure. to the direction of the Holy Spirit. So, yeah. So that brings me to a question as we are all ever trying to, to learn and, and do better what God has called us to do. Pastor Bill, uh, what, what moved you to, to ask Greg Thomas, our music director, to come bring a team up and, and, and hold these workshops? Well, I met Greg a few years ago in Colorado at an Expect conference. Ah. And uh, he gave me his card at that time, and we talked a little bit. And uh, he came last year by himself and did a music workshop um, by himself. And we got totally blessed by that, especially Lori over here. Uh, it was more than a workshop for her. That's all I can say right now. Um, but um, And then since then, last year he came, they came for a two-night um, awakening that we had and while he was there, he did another workshop, and then he came back. It was nice enough to do an all-day workshop on a Saturday, and we just got blessed by his, uh, first of all, uh, knowledge of the Word and his relationship with the Lord. Those are the two most important things I see, and then, of course, his talent level and what he knows and brings forward is just mm-hmm. totally a blessing. Mm-hmm. So when he comes, he has that spirit about him, and people just want to learn and, and hear what he has to say yeah and you can just you, you just know what he's saying is from the god and that's where we're at so yeah. it was a blessing to have him there in the team yeah laura you were nodding your head in description of the february how you got your 17th fill. 2012 <laughs> tell I us met, about that I, I, I mean i had i think i had seen him before hadn't i here maybe probably here, here. but you know pastor said we're gonna have a music workshop and i was like Trust me, I was in a mess with mm. little drinking and a little this and uh, getting a little further from God. And I was like, uh, I'll go. And then I'm out. Mm. Well, guess what happened? I got born again again. Wow. And they awesome. said, you can't get born again again. I said, no, no, I did. 
because a God met me there mm. at 11 p.m. Mm. at the 11th hour, and this man started to speak and to sing. Cheryl will laugh at me. I said, I've never, I've never cried that hard in my life, but he sang that song, Take Andre Crouch, Take Me Back. Yeah. Done. I was done. And, and draw me close. And he talked about, you know, he said, maybe you're somebody in here, maybe you're in an unrighteous place right now. He mm. says, but God's waiting. God's ready to, you know, he wants to take you back to that place. Yeah. You know, and then he talked about the cat, laying hands on the cat. Got, <laughs> that's how I felt. I wanted to go home and find a cat to lay hands on. I mean, it was, it changed. My life was changed that day. I was delivered. It was a music workshop, but for me, I, wow. I was. De- I know I was delivered and set free. Yeah. So when they said they were coming back, I was like, "Oh, I got to rest a little while before I go to another <laughs> workshop with Great Thomas." And the people mm. that he brought are just so real and so godly, and um, it, it, it was just amazing, amazing because yeah. they're the real deal, and they're not afraid to talk to you about righteousness, about excellence. About accountability, Cheryl prompted me to know the third one, so I wouldn't. Um, but it's true, yeah. you know, and and it really, I think, it has helped our ministry, our music ministry, as far as the bonding mm-hmm. with each other. When we left that day, I mean, it was fun. We learned a lot. We were ministered to, but we had fun, mm-hmm. right, Chris? We won't talk about the thing, that thing. <laughs> but that was fun. It, it, they're amazing. And so yeah. I get excited when anybody says Times Square Church. My name is Laurie Simpson. I'm from the Church of Redemption. Proud to be so. And I am free. I am free now. But I'm going to tell you a love story. When I was 17 years old, I fell in love with a bottle of Miller High Life. It was the best feeling I ever had. I loved it, so I continued to drink for another 10, 15, however long years. Born into a family of six full-blown alcoholics. I didn't have a shot. Everybody was an alcoholic, and it was okay to be so. So then I said, well, this was good, but I'd rather try some drugs. So I tried a little THC, tried some amphetamines. Didn't really like those, but I tried cocaine. Oh, Cocaine, I was 320 pounds. Cocaine made me feel thin. Now that's, now, that's not supposed to be funny, but it's true. And so the problem with the cocaine is that I worked for the police. <laughs> yep, I worked for the police, and they did not appreciate that, and so I was indicted in 1985 on 10 counts of possession of cocaine, an embarrassment to my family, to my community, I was a mess, but I was going to make it better. I appealed to the governor of Massachusetts. I said, look at me now. It's been nine years. I'm sober. I'm a good person. I'm an elected official. They didn't remember how they knew my name, so they elected me to a board. And and I said, I am going to get pardoned. And the governor gave me a pardon. Don't clap. In the pardon paper, it said that I pleaded mercy on the high court of Massachusetts. Well, you know what? It still didn't help. I was still empty until the day at 42 years old that I pleaded for mercy on the court of the Most High God. 
and he healed me. He healed me. I didn't drink. I didn't do drugs. I was, I was there. And then something happened. I struggled. I said, I always tell Gary, I wish that God took it from me. But I struggled. And then I'd be good. And I'd say, Lord, please help me. And he would. And then my mother got healed from cancer, from a coma. I had called the funeral home, come pick her up. I had to call them back because she got healed. My brother, my brother was in an alcoholic coma for three months. I said, Lord, please let me talk to him one more time. I don't want him to go to hell. He woke up one day and I said, David, you almost died last night. Do you know where you would have gone? He said, heaven. I said, no. Would you like to go? He said, yes, I would. He's in heaven. So now what happens? I have all these miracles. These are just a few miracles. And then it happened again. And I drank. And I love the Lord. What happened to me? What happened? I didn't read the word. I didn't pray enough. What happened? So I was done. This was last year. After 15 some odd years of walking with Jesus. But there was a music workshop at the church. And I said, I'll go. And then I'm telling him I'm leaving. Because I'm not worthy. So we got there. This, this man came. Greg Thomas. <laughs> and, and, I, and I was. I said, well, I'll listen. But I tell you right now at the 11th hour God sent a man from Times Square Church to heal me and deliver me from my alcohol and he did and I know he did and I'm so thankful for God how he used you and I'm so thankful for for what is to come because now I am free
my clothes, I don't use anything but Nature's Bounty soap detergent. If you're having trouble sleeping, you just might need a Cloud Nine mattress. Tired of searching the airwaves for something meaningful to listen to these days? Well, on 5:70 a.m., Times Square Church meets every Sunday night from 6 to 7:30, right in the comfort of your own living room. You will be blessed with preaching from God's Word, worship with the Times Square Church choir, and awesome testimonies of lives that have been changed and are now being used for God's glory. So come and join us every Sunday night from 6 to 7:30 p.m. on 5:70 a.m. We also stream live on the web. At tscnyc.org. To see a tremendous loss of much of what we've held dear in this country, and people are going to be somewhat afraid of their future. It's so important that we be prepared for the days that are coming upon us. In order to receive the life-giving power from the Spirit of Christ, sometimes we need to go through certain things so that we will not be moved or shaken when. Unexpected circumstances in our lives arise. Now there is a preparation time, so that in the future, when things fall apart,、um, I can't stand. I can't be unshakable. Unshakable was not about how unshakable I could be, but about the fact that it is the same God who was not unshakable, who's been unshakable through eternity, and will continue to be unshakable until the day I see His face. I'm starting to try. To not complain in the midst of my trial and suffering, and to understand the concept that God has counted me worthy of suffering for His glory. This book kind of refocuses everything, and it just reminds you again that we are in a battle, but at the end of this battle, we win. Read Unshakable if you're disheartened in the way you feel society is headed.、Um, it will give you encouragement、um, to. Draw from it、uh, a strength to get through, and also be a strength for others. In my heart, it's about getting the message out, and that people are ready for the days that are coming. It's only in Christ that we can be unshakable in the coming season. Order your copy of Unshakable by Carter Conlon at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, CBD.com, or TSCNYC.org. All royalties from the sale of this book will go into a fund for the alleviation of human suffering. Praise God! Thank you, Lord, for sharing your testimony and just being open about that. She nudged Chris along, right, Chris?、Uh, I said something there you got to share with us, huh? We had some fun at the workshop. <laughs> let's, let's put it that way. Yeah. Greg ushered us into a.、Uh, you know, he did some activities with us.、Mm-hmm. You know, with the cough、some、drop vocal, under the tongue, vocal, vocal exercises, and and that sort of thing. That's what we were talking because we, we were working. We were working together. Cough drop, you said. Cough drop. You made you stick, stick it under, under your tongue yeah, and yeah, sing yeah, stuff, right? Yeah, he's done that to all of us. Exactly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> So he took you from some physical exercises into just really a spiritual awakening, as Lori said. Wow, yeah, that's awesome. And so your role again, Chris, tell us a little bit more about what you're doing at the church and how this you're able to take what you gained from the workshop time. 
Well, I work with the youth over at the church and kind of just whatever God has has for me. Um, whatever he wants me to do, I just try to do it. And uh, I try to help my dad out here with different things. I do the announcements at the church on Sundays and um, was part of the workshop. I have a passion to uh, just do whatever God wants for me. Mm-hmm. And if it's singing, if it's uh, doing announcements, if it's mowing the lawn, if it's taking the trash out, yeah. I'm up for doing it. And so... yeah. Um, I guess that's the best way to put it. Yeah, no, <laughs> My great. role at the church, and uh, but with the workshop that we just had, it was a great opportunity to be a part of that fellowship with uh, Times Square Church. You know, like you can you can definitely feel the real love that is being offered. You know, I kind of take it as like just like two churches. Like when we got together, it was like sitting at picnic tables out in a park at. You know, and just mm-hmm. like with our brothers and sisters, right. like connecting. You know, there was like a genuine, like love, and yeah. and it was awesome. You know, yeah. just to, it was more than just a workshop, more than um, a time of vocal lessons, more than a time of you know working with the musicians, more than a time working with the sound. It was like this connecting between the body of Christ, and and that was was awesome. Yeah. Was so awesome, man. That's awesome. I'm in social media a lot sometimes, you know, Instagram, Facebook, and so Sunday mornings I'll 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 scroll through the Instagram and I'll see some of my fellow pastor friends and some of the services going on, and you see just the move of God, you know. And some of these guys are calling out revival, you know, and some of the things that they're doing. And I'm like, man, so they're calling what's going on for them revival, and we're calling out what we're doing over here revival, and. Man, if we could just kind of connect a little bit more, I think that would be good. You know, you know, sometimes we do get caught up shouting our own revivals as to what's happening in our own little communities. Um, But what you all are sharing right now to me is really a testament to to the to the foundation of revival. When we see churches and pastors and and church leaders coming together, it begins there. Um, And so I'm just encouraged just to hear the testimonies of just it wasn't just a workshop. It was a time of. A fellowship. You you described it as we come into a picnic together. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. That that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, great. Hey, um, go ahead, Pastor Bill. Yeah, that's awesome. Now you know I was asking this a little earlier, but um, the direction that you take now um, to implement and create a sustaining process through what was gained out of the workshops. Is there been, do you guys go into a time where now you have meetings or was there a debrief? Um, are you strategizing now a little bit differently as you make your approach? Yeah, what's happened is Carl, like I said, was on vacation. And by the way, he did give up his vacation one day to be at the workshop because he was supposed to be gone that Friday. Wow. He stuck around Saturday to be part of that. So that was a sacrifice on his part. But so that Sunday he wasn't there. And this Sunday we moved our service up. And then two of the musicians are on vacation. And then they get back. Cheryl's going to be gone. So we're going to regroup after everybody gets back. And Carl's already made it, um, a wonderful list that he had, him and John talked about a lot of the changes sound-wise, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the plan is to meet with Cheryl about some ideas we have with vocal vocalists and then talk to Carl about some sound ideas and then try to put it together by having some meetings with, with Cheryl, you know, Cheryl and Carl and whoever Very else nice. needs to be involved. So 
the process is going to be some time to get everything where we want it, but it's a slow process here, and uh, especially in the summer, a lot of vacations and whatnot. Sure. But we're continuing to uh, to do what the Lord will have us to do. So. All right, I'm going to try it again. Agawam. 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 I'm getting closer. You are. All right, so <laughs> however it works for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Carl. It, it's even like what's going on today. It's a camaraderie of spirits, camaraderie of like learning and education. I mean, we're what the workshop was, you know, and it was tremendous on the spiritual aspect, on the reawaking of many people, mm-hmm. um, even to the point of, you know, are you truly, are you in, are you doing something because your father did it or because, mm. you know, you think you're supposed to do it or you're doing it because God's called you to do it. That's and good. if you take it, if God has called you, stand up to your calling. Yeah. And take that responsibility. Um, and I got great amount. Not just technically. I mean, yeah, that was a good thing. But even more on the spiritual aspect of the side, because it's really about Jesus Christ yeah. and God getting the glory yes. and his word getting out. I mean, there is a special camaraderie that seems to have transpired between the Times Square Church and the Church of Redemption. Mm-hmm. And it's not about town or state or city. It's about one Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, and in, you know that's where that embodiment in us comes out. And, um, you know, Chris Hinn said something um, that there's a, um, you know, and Pastor Bill, excuse me, also, that, yeah, we're coming back from vacation and, it, it, you know, and there are some structural things we need to work out. But even as Greg Hen said that, this workshop wasn't to make little Times Square churches. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the structure in Aguam versus the structure at Times Square is going to be unique because yeah. our, you know, our people are different. And, you know, it's all one God, but it's what ministers to one may not minister to another. That's right. I know Cheryl's working on some of the organization and structure as far as maybe tracking songs differently or putting one group before another group or things like that. I'm working on the technical side. Mine's a little easier in the sense that, okay, I have a to-do list of half a, things, half a dozen things I've already done, mm-hmm. but, okay, these things take money, expense, and decisions that, in fact, you know, it may take six months to get everything done. Um, but that's the financial side. Sure. Um, you're going to have, you know, Sister Laurie and the vocalists that, what, that we have, two of them here, are working on different songs. We have the musicians that are getting together, I'm sure both privately and together as a group, that they're gelling to know what parts they need to play. What, you know, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a musician, but it's getting all the subgroups together so that they're of one accord to bring everything else together of one accord, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. just perpetuate the same thing. I love what you said about, you know, it's not about us going and making mini Times Square churches because, you know, uh, we're a big church that serves a, a big city or a small church that serves a small town. And yeah. I wasn't able to go to the workshop, but I do know from the team that came back, they were so touched and so blessed to be there and just to experience that time with you guys. And, you know, it's just, 
uh, you know, there's there's much to be learned in both directions, yeah. you know, as you know, we're a big church and sometimes it's easy just to get lost in a big church or busy with the busyness of a big church. And there's a lot that we can learn from the small community church as well. So one of the things that I thought was really cool was that it was obvious to me that the folks that came down, came down, came up, came over, <laughs> uh, that, that, that they're discipled. Mm. And one of the things that we've been brought up in this church is to be discipled mm. and coming under authority. And yet, even at the same time, you know, you're, they're talking technical. I'm talking interpersonal. He got into the interpersonal and the difficulties and even saying the music ministry is one of the most difficult ministries oh, yeah. to coordinate. And, and he said one thing, and I love it. Because it's so true. Because personalities can come in. What do you say? Something about people are people, and people are problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That sounds but, about right. Yeah. <laughs> but you know why he said this? This was key. And what I loved is that God shows up. He shows up for us every Sunday. Yeah. So then he says, "Good, they're both in one place." Man, he showed up when you guys came. We don't go to. This is what Greg said. We don't go to church for the people. Mm. We go to church for the Lord. Amen. Yeah. You know, and so whatever your differences are, you need to get over those and realize really the main focus when you look up there is Jesus. That's right. And that's it, you know. That's good. That's really good. You had said something earlier, too, uh, uh, in regards to New York. It's a different type of people. Aguam, Right. It's a different type of people. And uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about that because I know in sometimes in small towns, it can be a very distinct culture that when they come in to church, you know, they want their music to sound a certain way, um, their music levels, their sound levels to be at a certain level. Um, right, Carl? And, uh, and they'll, they'll make it very clear when it's either been too loud or somebody singing too loud, you know, or whatever. But how do you navigate through a real distinct culture that that wants it to sound comfortable for them? But clearly, as we're hearing here, here is a worship ministry and church leadership that wants to grow in their worship ministry, in their music ministry, expand and see where else God's going to take them. How do you navigate through the, the kind of the comfort level culture? Or maybe you guys... Maybe you've been preaching them right on out of that mindset. I, I don't know, Pastor Bill, I, but help me. You've been trying. <laughs> no, it's um, it's uh, for what we can see. It's um, Aguam, yes, but it, to me, it's it's more about different ages we have in the church. Gotcha. You know, because we've got you know the eighty, and my mom's here today, by the way, eighty-two, and she's here at the awesome. at the uh, three for the service we're going to see today. Um, but then I've got, you know, Chris here, my son, 27. So we've got the different ages here. So now you've got this age, the yeah. 80-year-olds love, like, a lot of the old hymns, of course. Sure. You know? And Chris loves the old hymns, but he also would love some of the newer music. So yeah. now you're trying to implement that. Cheryl's probably right in the middle of, of both of this, you know? So she's yeah. trying to... So we're trying to, you know, I've got to ask the Lord first what he would want. Yeah. And I know that, unfortunately, I can't please... Everybody, you got to do what the Lord wants to do. That's right. So we're trying to do our best to to mix um, the old and the new, and um, the anointing is the most important. And listening to what the Lord will have us to do. So uh, I have conversations with as many people as I can about it. If I talk to Chris and some of the young people about some of their thoughts, and then also 
trying to talk to some of the older people too. So, mm-hmm. so I think it's kind of a combination of our town um, and also kind of dealing with the different ages and even the, some cultural backgrounds too. Mm-hmm. You know, so gotcha. that's good. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art! How great thou art! Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Bless you, Jesus. The splendor are just two of the many ministries that make up TSC Music. We're also looking for volunteers in other areas of music ministry. Are you a musician, an actor or singer, a video editor or an audio engineer? Perhaps you're great at learning song lyrics and quick on the computer, then Projection Ministry could be the place for you. Or maybe you enjoy meeting new people and talking with them about music. Then you'd fit right in with our sales team. If you're a music lover looking to find your place to serve, we invite you to apply online. Visit the website tscnyc.org and click on Get Involved. Times Square Church is offering a training course in authentic Christian leadership taught by Dr. Lamar Vest. The training is open to pastors, church and ministry leaders, as well as those who play a key role in discipling and mentoring within the church. The six-part course will take place on Wednesday evenings once a month from May through October, with the first session on May 22nd. The course is free, but registration is required for all who wish to attend. The sessions will also be webcast live on our website at tscnyc.org. For more information and to register online, visit tscnyc.org.
Are you both soloists? Are you both leading <laughs> worship? I, I'm sorry. Okay, okay Lori laughed I'm at waiting me. for my... Oh, you're, you're waiting for your soul. Thank okay. you for bringing uh, that up. Didn't mean to get ahead. Cheryl, yeah. Cheryl, yes. Um, I I pretty much lead the majority of the services. Like I said, we're a smaller uh, church in size. Um, we have fewer fewer musicians, fewer singers. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have um, another, uh, actually somebody that um, was in, when I used to be a children's choir director, used to be in the children's choir and is now a teenager and is wonderfully anointed and has been um, leading worship on some services we kind of you know incorporate a little bit in yeah. um, and they do have their own dedicated service that they have as well his name is Danny and um, uh, and he has two brothers that also they're both musicians they they all serve in our music ministry and they bring a wonderful blend to it because then we can speak to all the ages in our mm-hmm. in our congregation so yeah. um, it, it's been wonderful we, we really have a, a, a a blessed time and and uh, we have a really dedicated group of musicians and we're so grateful to that because they've sacrificed a lot it's you know whenever you serve in any type of ministry there's always sacrifice and and yeah. I know that God's going to honor all those sacrifices that were made so amen I know when the workshop was going on and you Lori and Cheryl can give me the name of the song the song that you did uh, everybody loved that song and oh. we tried to Oh, there's no one like Jesus. Oh, there's no one like Jesus. Our church Did they get you up and dancing and they everything did. with it, too? <laughs> All right. <laughs> but uh, the Sunday after the workshop, Cheryl, we did it. and um, But that one song, everyone radiated, radiated to yeah. that song. Everyone was, like, worshiping, so excited for that. Yeah. Did they tell you where, that's at, where we got picked that song up? I think it was on one of your trips to a- South Africa? Africa? I'm uh, trying to remember. That, the, was it? We picked that one up in in one of the mission trips to one of the African countries. I've seen yeah. that, especially the kids in Africa, like in several different African countries. I've heard it in different, like in different languages. So we picked it up from over there, brought it over here, and it's just taken off like wildfire. But and apparently in Agawam as well. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, you know, and that's that's what you call cross cultural worship, right there. You know, when we begin to explore just from other countries and. Um, and communities and men to see where now that song is going now in Aguam. Mm-hmm. Praise God. <laughs> we, we did not practice that song, I have to tell you. I have to be honest with you. We It was like five minutes before service time. I'm like, what are those chords of that song? And boom, we're going. I said, we're putting our trust in God and we're going with it. And yeah. there was a great response to yeah. it. Yeah. So As you thank begin- you, Times Square Church, oh, for that. Yeah. <laughs> no, praise God. We're so glad to be a part of the journey with you all. And, and you know, I'm just thinking now, um, because I don't know what the, what was the response like when they first heard that song and how did they interact with it? You know, just Oh, they jumped up. They loved it. Oh, yeah. Awesome. yeah. They're a little oh, yeah. slow to do the you know <laughs> to make the move. Yeah. That's okay. The kids yeah. were on it in heartbeat. <laughs> That's, That's okay. We just slow the tempo down a little bit. Just move it along. You know, as you as you um move forward as a church pastor and um you're implementing change and worship and music ministry. Is it something that you just hope that the congregation will keep up based upon the action that they see coming out of the music ministry? Or do you take time to talk it through with them? Or, or you know, now that you've had this workshop, is it something that, okay, within our, our team, we, we hold, those are our notes. This is what God's done. And now we put it into action. Follow along, church. Or is it something that maybe you would end up doing 
uh, your own workshops or times, seminars, or I, I don't know, or implementing the message, maybe? Well, no, I think that the goal would be to, um, after the leading of Christ first, is to put what we learn together and each musician learn. Like I, I, I noticed that our bass player, Tommy, he's younger, 17 maybe, mm-hmm. he's taking his bass home with him now each week awesome. to practice. That's great. Excellent. You know, so I know that they talked about that. He had a little one-on-one time with, with your bass player. So, um, so that's what it's about, each musician trying to get better at what they're doing. As we heard about the excellence, right, accountability and righteousness, that's what Greg talks about. Mm-hmm. And the only way you're going to get excellent at something is to keep practicing. That's right. So um, that's what we want to do is keep, keep practicing. Uh, sacrifice, practicing a sacrifice, give an extra time to pra- choir practice, musician practice, it's sacrifice. But our Lord did it for us. He sacrificed for us, went to the cross for us, shed his blood for us. Yeah. So. Yeah. In the last couple of minutes that we have, can we just get a, any final thought from each of you just on what really stuck out to you or what really spoke to you during, during the worship that, that you're going forward with? One thing Greg did, and uh, actually this wasn't at, at this workshop. I think it was the time before he was with us, sure. but it still had to do with the with the, like music in general. He he was singing a song, and I think he was doing "How Great Thou Art." Mm-hmm. And from the piano, he just just goes, "Then we jump a hundred years mm-hmm. to how great is our God," and that just stuck out with me because, like my dad was saying, sometimes we get so caught up in like okay, old music, new music, but it's like we serve one God. And we can reach him, you know, we can connect. That's good. Yeah. With a hundred year span. And yeah. that really st- stuck out with me because it was like, wow, there's power in that, you know? Yeah. It doesn't matter if we're singing something from a couple hundred years ago to now, you yeah. know, it's still the same God. And uh, that was pretty awesome. Awesome, man. Yeah. Awesome. Anybody else? He did a real great, um, I don't even know if it was five, ten minutes, lesson on harmony. Mm. And it was, and it was super. I mean, it was, it was, it was great the way that it came out. Some people that don't sing harmony, that's my piece. Okay, I'm a good backup singer. <laughs> uh, you know, if I say so myself, you guys don't mind. But, um, <laughs> but, but he taught he taught people that don't sing harmony how to sing harmony. Yeah, and, awesome. and it was awesome. I thought we sounded pretty good, Cheryl. Yeah, it was. It was good because, you know, we had some some other um, you know members, other singers that were there um, that were there they sing in the choir but they need to they need a little help with the harmonies like they need to hear the harmony to be able to sing the harmony and i think that several people walked away with all of a sudden almost kind of figuring out how that harmony comes to you just in the course of without actually having to hear it from somebody else so um that was that was a good good point what was what was key for you in the workshop what really stuck out to you oh you know i was jumping from group to group because that that's uh that's part of what I get to do as the the music director. And and, um, for me, it was just really about um, the fellowship between the two churches, I think. Um, You know, yeah, it's great we're getting all that technical, but there there was um, this... uh, this working together when we were working things out. I mean, it was just, it's almost like, you know, it's almost like God wrapping your arms around the whole group saying, it's not this church, it's not this, it's just this one big unit. And, and um, everybody was just so kind and helpful and, and everybody's spirits were right. Everybody was there. Everybody wanted to learn. Everybody wanted to be a part. And I think um, for me, that's, that's what I took out of it. Awesome. 
Final thought from you, Pastor Bill? Um, I love the camaraderie. I think what the, everybody's been saying here. You know, we had lunch together just so in the church uh, fellowship hall, and we weren't segregated. It was like everyone was all together and just kind of enjoying each other, and that's what it's about, the body of Christ. So I just enjoyed everything about it. So. Awesome. Awesome. Lori, Chris, Cheryl, Carl, Pastor Bill, Church of Redemption, thank you so much for coming in on the show today and sharing just the testimony of what God is doing at your church. Thank you for allowing us here at Times Square Church to be a part of what God is doing. Um, we're just so excited with you. Well, you've heard it here, folks. Uh, I'm David Ham. This is Jesse Carrasco with me. Thank um, you. We've just had a great show here just hearing the wonderful testimonies of what God is doing. And remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. God bless you. Take joy, my King, in what you hear, and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. We also hope you'll join the conversation online, because music with a mission doesn't end here. So check out TSC Music on Facebook to share your thoughts and get regular updates. Follow us on Twitter at TSC Music Tweet, and don't forget to use the hashtag MWM Podcast. Watch and share videos on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash TSC Music TV. And of course, you can always email us at music at timescorechurch.org or visit the website tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, produced by the director of TSC Music, Greg Thomas, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn, and I'm the project manager, Jesse Carrasco. Coming up next week, we discuss the role and function of the choir director and the worship leader. 